Welcome to Head Place. I'm your host, Matt Cutler. With me, as always, is Eric Gerson. And today, our very special guest guide is Christine Nangle. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy you're here. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> and today, I want to go on a little journey into into the desert. Now we think of deserts as places that are dry, places that are vast, places where sometimes it's difficult for things to grow. But I want to suggest to you that what the desert is above all is open. And when you start off toward the desert, you're starting off from somewhere. You're starting off from a little village, civilization. In this village, you have a lot of things that you're familiar with. You have your, your home, you have a market, you have a little, little main street. You have your miniatures collection. Your miniatures collection lined up along a shelf in your dining room. Hmm. You have some well, Civil War figurines and some just horses. The horses, they couldn't pick a side. They didn't know. They're just horses. They're just neutral horses. Yeah. The horses didn't ask to get caught up in, in that horrible battle between the states. They just wanted to, to roam and graze and buck. And so in our journey, we're going to leave behind those miniatures. We're going to leave behind our market and all of our familiar surroundings, and we're going to set out into the desert. And as we set out, I want you to deep breath in, let that out, once more in, once more out, one big breath in, let it out. Before you take your first steps, I want you to put your hands in your pockets. You and I both know you're trying to bring some miniatures with you. So I want you to be brave and take that Victorian Christmas caroler miniature figure from your pocket. I know it makes you feel safe, but this journey is about bravery. Not right? that not that one. Take out the other one also. Take put, the, take them out. Take them out. I'll wait. Put the, the caroler back back next to the, uh, the town crier with his little bell. You don't need them. You got it. You got this. Imagine the town crier saying, You don't need me. Crying it throughout the streets. Hear ye, hear ye. You don't need me. You only need yourself. Mm. You're ready. Uh, Other hand. Other hand. Open that hand. Wow. 
You almost got away with this one. Little sleeping dog meant to be near a hearth, meant to be near a miniature hearth. How dare you take him away from his little miniature hearth? You don't need him. Put him back. If that dog could talk, you know what he'd say? Hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye, hear ye. You don't need me. You don't need me. Put him back by his hearth. That's where he belongs. Oh, he's warm again. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Okay. Where is that fisherman who's just reeling in a fish? Oh, okay. No, he's there. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. It was a safe bet. So now that everything's in place, let's set out into the desert. Take those first steps and feel the sand under your feet. Feel it shift as you walk forward step by step by step. And as you look, you see a vast expanse of sand. You see an open horizon and the swelling of the dunes. Stepping forward step by step by step. There's a light breeze bringing in the scent of sand to your nostrils. Your nostrils flare. You know that that scent. Desert sand. The scent of desert sand. And all that comes with that scent. The intrigue. The desolation. I can smell it. The desert on that sand. Bringing wafts of. sand if, if that sand could talk you know what it would say hear ye hear ye hear ye, hear ye I'm, I am I'm dry I'm dry sand from the desert dry because of the sun but also the moon right because the moon is up in the sky as well the lesser, of, the lesser sun a lot of people associate the sun with the desert but I think we need to also remember that the moon is out there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the moon is also a very important part of desert life. And you can smell it. You can smell it on the sand. I need yeah. to confess something. I, I I've never been to the desert. Oh, thank God, me either. No, yeah, I no, me neither. No idea what it smells like. So let's imagine. Let's imagine. Okay, let's cool. imagine. So, so we step another foot onto that. Let's say chewy sand yeah we hear the crunching the crunching the chewy crunching chewy crunching we feel the chocolate beneath our toes as we step into that melty chewy chocolate sand Mm -hmm. oh maybe we see a cat in the distance yeah one of the desert cats those yeah i have heard of those see the great desert cat its shoulder blades pushing up one Two, one, two, and it's desert cast cat gate. And it gives the typical desert cat sound. 
Karar. Karar. You hear the desert cat sound. And you hold your hands wide in a gesture of greeting. And the desert cat curtsies. And you yourself bow. That's the respectful thing to do when meeting in the desert. You and the desert cat begin to circle each other in a famous desert dance. But you're not scared. This comes as natural to you as the moon in the sand. Perform the dance effortlessly. One arm over your head and one hand behind your back. The desert desert cat uses its claws like little castanets, clicking out that Latin desert rhythm. Thank you, cat. The gratitude for this interaction with this desert cat fills you up as the scent of sand. With hints of the wax. Hints of the scent of wax on the sand. This famous desert wax. The wax. The desert wax. Since the dawn of time. Desert has famously held wax as cactus wax. And the wax of Scorpion spit. Scorpion's waxy spit. Yes. Ant lions. Desert lions. Ant lions, they're predatory insects that eat ants. They're also big time wax producers. And you step forward further into the desert, step by step by step that crunchy waxen sand beneath your feet and it's uh, cold I want to say cold. cold I think cold feels right cold is good it's cold you're cold, cold. not too cold not like snowy cold desert cold and you see in the distance through the hazy heat an oasis start to emerge the palm trees blow in the desert wind and cool blue water shimmers through the little sand particles blowing in front of your face you make your way closer closer to the oasis drinking the oasis is a two-humped camel. The never-before-seen camel with two humps. Mm, the, the mythical two-humped camel. This is not a camel that exists in the real world. You approach the camel ever respectfully. You 
bow to the camel. The camel with its blue eyes stares into your soul. He wears glasses. Little round architect's glasses. Those glasses could talk. I think they'd say, you should see what I've built. Oh, hear ye, hear ye. You should see what I've built. Yes. And you realize that this isn't just any old mythical two-humped camel. This is the famous architect camel that many have talked about for years and eons. Yes, this is Jan de Hook. Jan de Hook. The Dutch architect camel. The one who designed the soccer stadium in Milan. You see blueprints arrayed all throughout this oasis. Blueprints and draftsmen. These draftsmen are little desert mice. They have their own glasses and T-squares and computer-aided drawing programs. You realize what's his latest design? Why? It's our new Paris Opera House, but a miniature Paris Opera House. A Paris Opera House for the mice of Paris that's part of a smaller subterranean Paris city that's existed for centuries but populated only by mice? This is news to us. But not to you. Somehow you knew. And that's why you took that first step out of your home, out of your village. Because you knew. You knew something was calling you Hmm. to this very meeting. You were destined to meet this camel. And you were destined to help with the construction. Because you're an expert at miniatures. Let me see your other hand. Oh, come on. Really? What did we say? (sighs) The two children at a well? The two children, you took them away from their well? I didn't even know they detached from the well. Did you just detach them from the well? Did you break it? You broke the miniature well with the two children just to have the two children with you? Why not just take the whole thing? Oh, it wouldn't fit in your pocket? No. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. But still. Come on. What if the mice could have used that well? Doesn't would make it right still. I'm not sure what to do now. No, this is frustrating. I, I thought we had the baseline of trust. And just then, you see the camel start to shimmer and fade in front of you, and you realize that this oasis was nothing more than a mirage. (gasps) Of sand. Sand. You step forward, one foot in front of the other. Crunch. Crunch. Crunchy, gooey, waxen, smelly sand. Crunch. Your feet and 
between your toes. Where are your shoes? Where are your shoes? Where are your shoes? Where did your shoes go? I guess we assumed you'd put shoes on. Hey, we never asked. Have you not been wearing shoes this whole time? This whole time? Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you've been, no complaints on your part, that's fine. It's not my problem. I'm just thinking you must be cold. Yeah, it's out cold. there in the desert, yeah. in the, under the sun. Uh, all right, fine. And as you step farther and farther into the desert. Take a moment and you look up. You see the clear night sky. You see the stars shimmering, the constellations vivid. All the constellations in the desert sky. Hmm. There's Mormok, the catfish, Thelma, Andrew, there's Sweet Stacy. And they're they're vibrating. They're vibrating with all the energy of the universe. And you're part of that energy. You're vibrating too. Hear ye, hear ye. You're part of the universe. Hate to break it to you, bub. Sorry, pal. But you are part of the universe too. Strap in, Sally. You and the universe are one. As as one as the sand is with the other part, the other particle, the other grains. Yeah, the grains. The other the grains. grains of sand. Yeah, uh, the, uh, uh, the grains. desert grains. Right. Mm. As much as the okay, I'll start over. Uh, mm. You're as you're as one with the universe as. The grains of sand are with the other grains. As separate as those grains of sand are, they all make one big dune. And you you are the dune and the sand. You're both. You could also, you can be on the dune. You can can be on a dune. Yeah, you can be on it. Or you can sink into it. Listen, I'm not a big desert guy. Right, sure. No. Nobody is. Right, no one is. I think, I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we're doing a good job imagining. Sure. You know what? I think, I think it might be time to get back to the village. We've had a long journey. Oh, uh, but luckily there's that, that choo-choo. There's that old desert train. Mm. The old desert train. Here it comes rolling. Since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time, the train has been running through the desert. And it's arrived right on time. Chicka chicka. Tickets, please. You step onto the desert train. Mm-hmm. Give the man your ticket. He says, Where are your shoes? You say, <laughs> Don't worry about that. And you share a laugh. Mm. You sit down your business class seat and you're off back toward your village you see the desert going by outside the window you see that Dutch architect camel again was it a mirage? 
Is there a city of mice under the city of Paris? What's in your front pocket? What's in... Come on. Little newsy boy. You took the little newsy boy? You have too many Victorian figurines. You have way too many Victorian figurines and you don't need them. You don't need them. It's, it's a crutch. You don't need them. No, they don't need you. They don't need you. No, I think they're probably, if they, they could talk, they'd say they're, you're smothering them. Mm. They need space from you. They need space. Give it to me. Give it to me. Thank you. See? Feels better, right? Anyway, the train starts pulling in right up to your house. Look at that. Wow. You step off onto the platform, a.k.a. your front porch. Makes you wonder, why didn't you take the train from the beginning if it's right out front of your house? Life is full of mistakes and questions. No reason to regret any of it, though. No. Next time you'll take the train. Next time you'll take the train. Next time you'll take the train. If that's the lesson you learned from your very normal journey into the desert, it's a good one. Now sit down in that big easy chair. Take a look at your figurines. Oh, what's that? There's a new figurine there. How did that get there? It's a little Dutch architect camel. Plugging up a hole in a dike. He's going to save the city from the wall of water that threatens the desert. Was that a mirage? Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.